Because there's a Lisa. It's a Lisa. What's up, dog? Well, my husband asked me why I was such an, in such a bad mood this morning, so it's been an awesome day so far. The fuck is wrong with you? I have a kid who's almost 12. That's what's <laughs> wrong with me. Be more specific. What has this near teenager done? So the sixth grade parents have a Facebook group and one of them posted a picture of a paper that came home last night that I was supposed to sign. And it is about an English project that she has. She is supposed to research an invention, write five paragraphs about it and give a presentation about it. Dude, do the invention of the podcast. You're welcome, Bazinga. Well, so we spent... 30 minutes this morning arguing over what her invention was going to be because the very first thing she came up with, because I had to sign off on this. Yeah. The very first thing she came up with was there's this pear shaped thing and it hooks to a hose and you shove it down somebody's throat and then you pump air into them and they blow up. What? (laughs) Yeah. Try again. (laughs) Yeah. I told her you need to pick something that is not going to get me called into the counselor's office. It's a pear-shaped thing you put down somebody's throat and they blow up like a balloon or they blow up like it's an explode or what? As, as in like explode. And she's like, torture! And I'm like, no! And then she wanted to do the faucet. The faucet? Like a because, sink? Yes. Did because she just look pear- at what was in the room? Well, yes and no. Because apparently she has seen something about Chinese water torture. Oh, God. Yes. What's going on with the Zynga, dude? We got issues. As a matter of fact, yeah, you are going to get called into the counselor's office because I'm I'm already like, hey, what have you been wanting your kids watch? No, she is like banned from YouTube right now. So well, whatever what about this Yeti is. Yeti YouTube? Nope. No YouTube. Why? Yeti F's YouTube is good. Oh, oh no. She, she has lost access to the phone because she broke it and then I had to get it replaced. And also she failed math. So I, I'm not sure where she got this from. Bruh. So then she starts looking around and she's like, the, I suggested like the microwave. No, I was actually trying to get her to do um, Wi-Fi because the story of Hedy Lamar is kind of cool. And she's like, no, that's boring. And my husband suggested the lathe, like the woodworking tool. And, it, and we were both like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so she finally she finally settled on the Keurig. The okay. Keurig. Like, I think you should go a little bit more specific, more broader, like the coffee maker. But no, she's like, no, the Keurig. All right. Uh, okay. Well, so then my husband says, hey, you should make a copy of this so that you know your dates and, and all that stuff. And as we're making a copy, on the back of the damn page is a list of the approved inventions. Oh, wait. So they can only choose from a list? I don't know because it took what so do you mean long. You don't to know. You looked consensus. at the page. I told her. Ask if you can do the coffee maker because toasters are on there. If toasters are on there, then coffee makers should be cool. So I'm, and then I told her, you know what? If your teacher says no about that, just pick something else off of this list. I don't care what it is. And you know what was on that list? What? Wi-Fi. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Zing. Just let, just have her do the Iron Maiden. And if the teacher has an issue with that, tell her to go fucking pound sand. And remind that elementary school teacher that she is, in fact, an elementary school teacher and no one gives a fuck about her opinion. She's essentially a glorified daycare director. Uh, so shut the fuck up. This is why you should homeschool the baby Yeti. Yeah, maybe I will. Or I'll just, you know, I'll just in- <laughs> shove my influence down the throat as if it were that balloon at the end of the hose. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to grab that school by the horns and I'm going to make it listen. You like, do yeah. that. You, make you let us 30, know how that works out. You make $35,000 a year. Why don't you shut the fuck up? That's what I'm going to tell them. Hey there, dear listener. Welcome to Podumentary, where me and Lisa take a deep dive into the, the most fascin- fascinating documentaries out there today. Because we all know there is one issue with all the documentaries coming out today. It, it is that they are... They've realized Too damn long. They, 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 they realize they struck a gold mine and that people love documentaries. So they are stretching out stories to the point where it's ridiculous. This story right here was 
three episodes. Mm-hmm. It was longer than the movie that was made on the actual case. Yeah. Um, because what is this thing called again? I cannot remember the name to save my life. The real Hollywood bling ring. The colon, real Hollywood heist. Uh, that's the that is the earmark of a documentary that is clearly stretching material, is if they put a fucking colon in it. Mm-hmm. Like the Jeffrey Dahmer one had a colon and a dash and a semicolon and then like <laughs> and a parentheses comma. and a comma, uh, open and an bracket, asterisk. close back bracket. Yeah, dude, we're getting outrageous. Um, if you have to start applying the mathematical order of operations to your title, you've gone too far. Yeah, if you're using foil. <laughs> <laughs> First, outside, inside, last. So let's jump into it. All right. So this is available on Netflix. And the uh, the summary is a group of L.A. teenagers arrested in 2009 for stealing from celebrity homes inspired a media frenzy and a movie. Now, two of them tell their tales. And you'd be surprised which two are telling their tales because it doesn't make a lot of sense. But no. then eventually it kind of does. So this is a case where nobody and I mean nobody, not the villains, not the victims, not the investigators, and certainly not the defense attorney, is very intelligent at no, all. I, everybody in this is kind of a piece of shit. I feel dumber for having watched this. Oh, are you kidding me? I knew that this was going to be a good documentary because I was pausing it every 35 seconds to go blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you got to gripe about something. Yes. Okay, so episode one, colon, the fame game. I'm sure there's more to it than Yeah. Okay. So it, it's this is set up as a back and forth between Nick and Alexis. And they were the they are the two burglars who are talking. Well, so, yes, mm. but also Nick is mainly the burglar because him and this chick named Rachel. Mm-hmm. Well, Lisa like I said, will these are the two happens. these are the two who are actually talking because Rachel and there were five of them, I think, that were yeah, charged. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Rachel a ton. Rachel does not show up, ever. No, she declined to participate. Also, stunningly, Rachel is Asian. Okay. Did that not blow I'm... you out of the water? An Asian girl who is, like, sh- lifting, like, breaking and entering into cars and celebrity homes? That is not the way. Practicing didn't, the... Didn't surprise me at all. Practice What? Practicing the cholo. <laughs> the cholo. <laughs> Practicing the cello, that is the way. This is not the way. I bet you she has some very traditional Asian parents who are deeply disappointed in her. I was flabbergasted. Okay. So this is Lisa, shut the fuck up. No. Casting your judgment on me. You weren't surprised to find out that Rachel was of Asian descent. No, because they showed her picture right up front. And, and that's exactly the point I'm talking about. Were you not surprised when they showed her and you're like, oh, get out of town? No. I mean, yeah. Asians are I like the most populous ethnic group in the world. So, okay. Fair, fair. You could be Asian. Fair. But statistically Crime speaking. Crime is equal opportunity. Nah. What'd you say? Crime is equal opportunity. No, it definitely is. But like statistically speaking, there are different demographics that engage in such activities more or less than others. And they are at the bottom of the fucking list, I'd I'd assume. Uh, Especially, hold on. It's an outlier. Hold on a second right here. Let's just get the ethnicity out of it. And let's just talk about it's a chick. Chicks don't engage in crimes. If you locked up every male between the age of probably 50, not locked up, but let's say sent them to Australia. If you sent every male between the ages of 15 to 28, if you just packed them up and shipped them to Australia and they couldn't come back until they were of age in 28, crime would plummet. This place would be a utopia in a matter of moments. And statistically Australia speaking, would be a shithole. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> statistically speaking, it is males between those ages that engage in all of the crime. Almost. Yeah. Almost. I, I mean, women's prisons do exist. My name's Lisa, and I don't see any differences in anybody's gender. Like I don't I just, see race. I, crime I is see just an gender. equal opportunity. There's no statistical data to back up anything that Yeti Yef is alleging, and he is a bigot. 
So my name Lisa. Nah, 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 nah. That's what you sound like to dear listener. Okay. Go Shut have up. your tism tantrum. <laughs> I don't care. Tism tantrum. <laughs> That's funny. All right. What happened? All right. So Nick Prugo, he grew up in Grenada Hills in San Fernando Valley. And they bring in a realtor to show how great LA is. And they're showing like lots of beaches and fancy homes and pretty people. And I'm sitting there thinking, wait, they're not showing any homeless people or shit on the streets. Oh, wait, no, there's the homeless people's tents on the beaches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one, it's 2009. And I don't think the the homeless were bad. Yeah. They were not catastrophic like they are now. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, So they're like, look how glitzy. Look at all the glamour. Look at all the swimming pools and the tents and the the homeless people shitting on the streets. Loose dogs biting people. (laughs) It's like, oh, there's the San Fernando Valley is on the other side of the Hollywood Hills from L.A. And it's like for people who didn't make it in L.A. And it looks a whole lot more like a regular suburb. You don't have the mansions and whatnot. So Nick attempted to get into acting when he was a teenager, but he wound up stopping that because he got really anxious over the audition process. No, not re- I mean, yes, he did say what you just said, but mainly what it was, he, he even explained that like the Orlando Blooms of the world, like these are people who care about acting and they like actually want to bring a character to life. He's like, I just kind of like the attention. Yeah, he really likes attention. Yeah, he do. So when he was 15, his family moved to Calabasas, which they described as a rural rich people neighborhood. And I laughed when they said rural, like that's not rural, but lots of celebrities live there. But Nick was like the poorest of the rich kids. So oh, yeah, poor Lisa him. out here has got a satellite dish duct taped to a goat so she can get enough reception to record this podcast. You want to talk about rural? That's rural. I actually do have a satellite dish attached to my ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no the goats are two doors down i hear them every morning they're quite loud but so nick's mom had to drive a honda to drop him off at school instead of a mercedes yeah dude sad violins wait my mom drove a honda <laughs> instead of a mercedes amg <sighs> it was hard yeah <laughs> So Alexis grew up oh, in the snap. rich part of L.A. I'm a, I'm watching a rabbit out by the uh, wood pile, and all of a sudden the rabbit just bolts out of here. And then sure enough, the fox showed up. But the fox is walking with absolutely a, like, who gives a shit attitude. Like, bro, chase that rabbit. You could care less. You've got Peter Rabbit going on in your yard. What are you doing, Ginger Snap? And it's like, it just started snowing. Like, winter's coming. Get that rabbit, dude. Maybe uh, he, he just had care. a rabbit. Could be, man. He gives no fucks right now. Yeah. Is right, he sorry peeing to in the water? Uh, I'm on the other side of the house where I can't see the water dish. But yeah, every time, dear listener, if you don't follow my YouTubes or my Twitters, then you might not know that I put out like a water dish for birds and for whatever. Like a, a lynx has stopped by. The fox usually stops by. When the fox stops by, it'll drink the water and then squat and piss in it and then walk off. Like, what a dick move. <laughs> this is my mine i shall soil this for every other creature (laughs) what the fuck dude so alexis grew up in the rich part of la her dad was a director on the tv show friends not a director a director of photography yes one of those things he worked on the show he did and her mom her her mom's name is andrea andrea was a lingerie model and posed in playboy and her dad liked pretty women andrea is a fucking nut and they, and they both liked using cocaine. So, you know, that's what brought them together. And the parents ended up getting divorced when the kids told mom about dad's girlfriend. Well, here's the thing there, ladies. So basically her name was Andrea, right? Andrea or Andrea. I say Whatever. Andrea because I'm yeah. from Texas. I'm with you. Andrea is basically, she has no real skills whatsoever. Oh, She's no. basically just attractive. Uh-huh. And so she's in Playboy every now and then. She does a little bit of pinup modeling. And then she uh-huh. marries some guy who's just into hot chicks. Now, hey, uh-huh. dear hot chicks. If you have you a marry shelf life. A, yep. If you marry a guy who's only into hot chicks, guess what? He's going to find a new one when you are removed from that category due to time. Because mm-hmm. time is a motherfucker. And it's yep. coming for all y'all. So yep. I suggest don't on. trading on just your looks. Maybe get a skill. Maybe develop a talent. Maybe get yourself your own career, but nope, this chick's, her only skill set was being pretty, 
married a guy, had a, three kids with the guy, and then he went and found himself a new person who was purdy. So they got divorced. Yep. Okay, so Nick made friends with Rachel Lee in high school. And one night when they're at a party in the Valley, they were leaving. Rachel tried a car door, as you do. And it was unlocked. Well, what Lisa means by that is, so she, yeah, she just like went up to a car door and just started giving him a little tug and eventually found one that was unlocked and was like, oh, damn, dude. Yep. And there were credit cards inside. So they took them and they went shopping, as you do. And Could they you imagine popping. like you're going to get caught. <laughs> Stores yeah. have cameras, you fool. Yeah. They keep popping up um, like what the crime is and like the sentence that it carries. And yeah. after a while, I'm just like, uh, okay. That I'm was the fun part this. about this documentary. Every time that was like, so we stole, we broke into a car and it's like burglary. Like six months to a year. And then we stole some credit cards, credit card pod. <laughs> Two years. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty yeah. great. All right. So Nick says he was raised not to steal. And apparently that did not take. But being around Rachel gave him confidence. So he went along with her. And it so- It didn't blow your mind. That little Rachel Lee- is out here thieving away. Who would have ever suspected little Rachel Lee? I would not have. Yeah. But so they Rachel were regularly checking cars. And well, evidently- after they got away with that one, they started doing this thing that I thought was actually pretty creative. They'd just drive down the street. Rachel would drive and Nick would lean out the car window and he'd just tug on every single handle as they like slowly just went down a line of cars. And eventually they'd hit one that's unlocked. Yeah. It's like, and- it's pretty fucking smart. They didn't even have to do it for very long because evidently rich people don't lock their doors very often. That's so true. And it drives me crazy because like Mrs. Yeti's family lives in a very like well-to-do neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. And they all have an attitude of like, oh, like what could happen here? And it's like, as soon as some no good, no good person figures out that all of you don't lock your fucking doors, Uh they're going to come to your neighborhood. So lock the fucking door. Yeah. So... So my my thinking is, number one, they forget because they're stupid. Number two, they forget because they're high or drunk. Or number three, they figure things are going to get in anyway, so we might as well not get our windows broken. But either way, you're just making it real fast for them. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume it's just one of those things where it's like, what bad, like, this is such a nice neighborhood. Like, nothing bad is going to happen. There are no homeless people here. Yeah. So these two get really good at checking out the contents of cars really fast because there's only so many places you can keep stuff in a sports car. And one day they found a car that had the keys. So Rachel just took the car. It was a Porsche. Yeah. So all the cars are new in Calabasas. So they would just go swap out the dealer tags with that car and another identical car or nearly identical. And they never got caught for that. Pretty smart for being like... (laughs) <laughs> for as like, stupid as they turn out to be teenagers yeah, yeah not not so bad yeah so meanwhile andrea who is alexis's mom is spending tons of money trying to stay young and beautiful but she has no income she has no skills to earn that kind of money so they had to file bankruptcy and they ended up joining a church called the church of religious science which alexis yeah. says it sounds like a cult but it's not oh it is yeah so the uh, movie The Secret was based on the teachings from this church and the law of attraction. This is where you basically make a vision board with yes. things that you want on it. And then you just kind of like hope. And yes. you're like, oh, I have a mansion on my vision board. So I'm going to like each day hope uh-huh. that that happens. And then oh, Mrs. Yeti was laughing hysterically. She's like, I did not know that was a real thing. And I was like, you didn't know that was real? She's like, <laughs> No, you just put pictures of shit that you cut out of a magazine onto a board. And she, yep. she was dying laughing. And I kind of get the point. The point is to put like your goals on a piece of tag board mm-hmm. and then go out into the world and try to make steps toward that goal. But a lot of people kind of dumb it down to the point of just like, no, nah, I want a Countach, like a Lamborghini Countach. So uh, I put it on my tag board and... Uh, I'll think someday, about it every day. Someday, someday the I'll get a will send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. So she wrote this affirmation about working in the entertainment industry. And apparently Alexis and Andrea don't agree about a whole lot of things. Because Andrea says the girls wanted her to ride it. I don't think the girls really cared. But so they would like stand in the kitchen and repeat this every morning. So I wrote it down. Yes. 
My chief aim in life is to continually strive to express greater and greater portions of my potential as a professional who is enjoying a successful career working in the film industry. Wow. The dominating thoughts in my mind will eventually reproduce themselves in outward physical action and gradually transform themselves wow. into physical reality. Therefore, wow. I will concentrate my thoughts 30 minutes a day on the task of thinking of the person I intend to become. My daily life wow. has a never-ending vacuum for opportunities to emerge in the entertainment industry. Wow. Blah, 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 blah. As a direct result of wow. my dedication to excellence as someone who works in the entertainment wow. industry, that I am the self-reliant and wow. successful professional working in the entertainment industry and giving back to humanity and our wow. planet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm sure those girls were all into that. That's fun. That's a fun yeah. thing to chant with your psycho mom every morning who's addicted to fucking, what all, what all is she on? She's on cocaine. She loves cocaine. Yeah, she's on cocaine and hallucinogenics. The That's girls right. she's were like... on oxy and heroin. Yeah. 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 And so, so these girls really wanted, they, mom would drive them down to like LA and got them some fake IDs that said that they were 18 so that they could start doing pinup work. And just really pimping out her daughters. It yep. it is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Getting they were in Marilyn Manson music videos. Mm -hmm. They were partying with people who were too old like for them. Kid and Rock, all that kind of, like Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock shows up. Um, now it's just that's just so gross to one take advantage of like your daughters to try to make some money. Your underage daughters by pimping them out, and then to go and get them fake IDs. So that, uh, yeah. so that you can just like skirt the law. And then I'm sure what then will happen. It'll be like, oh, Marilyn Manson or Kid Rock is such a bad guy. He took advantage of me when I was like too young. It's like, you even though you told him you were 18, you told him you were 18 and showed him a fake ID. <laughs> but like, yeah. that's the world that we live in now where it's like, yeah, Marilyn Manson. He like, I was underage. It's like, but he didn't know that. And you had what he thought was government proof that you were of age. Yeah. You lied about it. Yeah. So they, they skip over and talk about how Hollywood was changing. Um, celebrities are becoming so much more accessible because of reality shows. Because you had like MTV's Cribs and the Osbournes were the first celebrity reality shows. Yeah. And just pointing being, out that like back in Frank Sinatra's day, you wouldn't just follow. You wouldn't know what the inside of Frank Sinatra's house looked like. And right. you wouldn't know where he was at all times and who he was dating and who he was talking to. Like. You know, he right. was a mysterious man. He'd show up at a concert and then he'd be, you wouldn't see him again. He's gone. But yeah. now you Fame. can watch Cribs and you can just see inside of people's houses. You can watch the Osbournes and figure out like oh, where Ozzy's cane collection is in his closet. Yes. And now fame doesn't really require any talent. You just have to be kind of sort of pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or just like a train wreck to the point or have a sex tape or what. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't have to have a talent to be famous. You can just, yeah. you know. Yeah, be, or your talent could be being rich. You could just be an heiress to a hotel fortune. Yeah. So Nick and Rachel have run out of places to hit in Calabasas. And Nick looks up an old friend on MySpace. And his name is Eden Shizzle. And Eden posted how he was going out of town with his parents for 11 days. And so they're, Nick and Rachel are like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And so they went over to Eden's house and found out the family didn't hire a house sitter and the back door was unlocked bum, 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 bum. yeah and Lock your fucking doors yeah this was but, the lesson from the night stalker documentary night stalker would kill dozens of people and he didn't break into shit he just no. well i mean he did but all he did was you know tug on the sliding glass door and every now and then one would be unlocked there was no breaking there was just entering and stabbing yes. Lock your fucking doors and yeah. windows, people. And so Nick's like, oh, I knew it was wrong. But, you know, we hadn't gotten caught yet. So, you know, clearly Jesus wanted him to do it. So he says he found <laughs> like 8000 in cash in the parents' bedroom. Eden says like, oh, no, it was more like thirty to 40000 so Who has thirty or $40,000 in their closet? Right. Shut up. Well, Paris Hilton does. Well, um, that's different. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. 
though. Okay, so we talked about the whole Marilyn Manson stuff. Yep. Okay, so Rachel and Nick are hanging out and they're trying to figure out what to steal next. And they're like, you know who we should hit now? We should get a celebrity. And it's like, oh, well, Paris Hilton is going to be in Miami because TMZ said so. So they decided to rob her house because they figured that, you know, she's an idiot and would probably leave something unlocked. This was and- part of the documentary that I had to pause and and rant about for a minute because they have Nick. He like leans forward in his chair. He's like, so you want to break into a celebrity's house? Here's how, Here's you, do how you do it. And he's like, step one, figure out their their whereabouts. Step two, go to Google Maps, look up their house. Step three, that's the fun part. Check the doors and windows. And I was like, wait a minute, this guy's acting like he's Danny Ocean teaching you how to knock over a Vegas casino. And all he basically said was make sure person is out of town, find house, check door. Find pink Bentley. Yeah, figure out where Paris Hilton's pink Bentley is parked and then just check the doors and windows and see if the dumbass forgot to lock one. Yeah. Wow, dude. If there's no answer, just try the door and act like you belong there. They said that the inside of the house is like a cross between a Hilton hotel, like, really? (laughs) I'm shocked. And like a Paris Hilton shrine. There's like photos of herself all over the place. And And when they filmed the actual... That they gave out was just that, like, uh, a lot of these celebrity houses, you know, they, they, the, when they face the street, like the, the street facing side mm-hmm. is like super nice and lit and mm-hmm. patrolled probably by a security team for the neighborhood, whatever. The but back, the backside so is it backs up to a cliff and there's hiking trails back there or it backs up to a mountainside. So uh-huh. just hop the fence at the neighbor's house, use the trail to come up to the back, and then, yeah, just climb the fence and then try the door. Yeah. So they focused on the closets and there were like a whole bunch of designer clothes with the tags still on and they just go shopping. And they that was was like the fucking mantra of this documentary was like like we were going shopping. Shut up. I get it. I fucking get it. They say it a hundred times. It was like we were going shopping. Now, the interesting part about Paris Hilton's house that I really liked is that she just had purses all over her closet. (laughs) stuffed full of thousands of dollars in like 50s and hundreds yeah, because that's like yeah, her dude, petty cash paris hilton is an heiress to a fortune she is to- she grew up being so lo- like loaded rich uh, it makes total sense that yeah she'd just have bag after bag with a couple a couple hundred maybe a couple thousand dollars of just loose cash all over her house and if you stole them, she wouldn't know. No. <laughs> and she didn't know. She no. didn't figure it out at all. And she left her bedroom safe open because, you know, that's the purpose of a safe. It had tons of jewelry in there. So they just take a couple of pieces. That also makes so much sense. Yeah. So much of this documentary makes sense. Of course, Paris Hilton keeps all of her jewelry in a safe. Of course, Paris Hilton doesn't have <laughs> the fucking energy or the time or the room. The capability the, to remember a safe combination, so she right. leaves it unlocked. <laughs> now, okay, this is like the the one bit of intelligence that these people show. They're like, even Paris Hilton would notice if we cleaned out the safe. Yeah, so we just took a couple of pieces. Yeah, also pretty smart because I'm gonna guarantee that Paris she didn't. No. If you steal a couple of her purses and a couple, because her closet's packed with shit she's never even worn or even yeah. knows exists. She's not going to know. And she nope. didn't know. No. They broke into her house like, what, four or five times? Several times over like three months. Over three months, and- they would show up and grab all of her purses that she clearly just threw into the closet and then just take off. So now what do you do after you've robbed Harris Hilton? You go uh, party. Yeah, you go party and you yeah. go show off at the at the club. Yeah. So Rachel didn't really like clubbing. So Nick went. And that's where he met Alexis and Tess. Um, yeah, Tess, this is where these two stories are coming together. Because for a while in the documentary, you're like, how do Nick and Alexis even fucking know each other? Yeah. So Tess is Alexis's best friend who has moved in with them. And Tess told, okay, so there is, Nick and Alexis are going to disagree here. Tess told Alexis that Nick was a stylist and then he started clubbing with them, which is like how he got all this really cool stuff. And Nick was paying, and that costs money. So when the money runs out, he and Rachel are just going to rob another house. 
So Nick is keeping an eye on the gossip sites and there is nothing at all indicating that Paris knew that she'd been robbed or had filed any police reports. There's like, oh, well, we could just hit her house again while she's out clubbing. So they just keep an eye out on TMZ. Oh, Paris is at the clubs. Hey, Rachel, come on, come on. And so this time they go back and the door is locked, but the key is under the mat. So now they have a key to Paris's house. (laughs) Yes. So they're taking cash out of purses, more clothes, more jewelry, and a bag of really nice Coke. Like Paris's house was our personal ATM. So eventually they had taken all the cash out of the purses. They know that there's still jewelry in the safe. So they enlist another guy to go in and rob the safe. They get a patsy. These kids are fairly smart at this, considering this is their first venture into criminal enterprise. They get a patsy to go clean up. Now, here's the part that I think is really dumb. They could have, they stopped. Okay, they wanted somebody to go clean out the safe because, like you said, they were running out of purses filled with money. Right. Because Paris, just wait. Just wait. It's not like she doesn't go out clubbing three times a week. And she will eventually start throwing purses full of cash around her closet again and then just go grab those. But instead, they decide to burn this bridge and be like, all right, let's go break in and get all the goods. So they get the Patsy to go do it for them, which it was like, (laughs) wow. And so he cleans out the safe and it's on the news next day. So, okay, yeah. can't go back to Paris's house. So now you can't go back to Paris's house, you you dingle dangles. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is the end of episode one. And they put up a little disclaimer. Rachel Lee, Courtney Ames, and Roy Lopez Jr. were all contacted but did not comment on the allegations made against them. A representative of Paris Hilton has denied that illicit drugs were found in her home. Tess Taylor was contacted and she maintains that both Alexis Nyers and Gabby Nyers also knew that Nick Perugo was not a stylist. And oh, yeah, because I believe Nick quite a bit. I don't believe Alexis very much because, yeah, Nick was saying Alexis said, I I, I thought Nick was a stylist and that's where he got all this shit that, because he was like, hooking her up with clothing and stuff. And Nick was like, nah, knew. bitch, nah, bitch. She knew yeah. she 100 percent knew. And the only person who didn't know was Andrea, the mom. Because the mom was like, who's this guy giving you guys clothes? And they were like, uh, he's a he's stylist. A- and then Nick oh. did the smartest thing ever. Nick gave her a purse. And Andrea was like, oh, wow, okay. And then Andrea was like, uh, he gave me a purse. But, like, that didn't throw him. Like, I still thought something was up. And it was like, shut up, bitch. No way. You're you're exactly the type of person I could see who's like, hmm. And then you get given something shiny. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah, shut yeah. up. So <laughs> I believe Nick Rachel completely during that part. So Nick and Rachel are trying to uh, figure out who they're going to hit next. They go for Audrina Patridge from the Hills because Rachel really likes her style. Yeah, I was like the Hills, dude. That is a fucking flashback. The Hills. Mm-hmm. Now, and Audrina agreed to be in the doc because Paris Hilton did not want to be in the documentary because yeah. even she's got too much going on to be like yeah sure netflix i'll sit down for a documentary about my house getting ripped off but adrena adrena nah, didn't, didn't have, have anything going on. on so she showed up <laughs> she yeah. was like hi i was sad so they waited until oscar night because all celebrities get invited out to some oscar party whether they go to the oscars or not so they drive by the house they figure out where the security cameras are ring the doorbell nobody's home doors and windows were locked hey great but there's a side gate that's open not so great and there's a sliding glass door in the patio that's unlocked and apparently the room that they got into was where Audrina stored all of the um, clothes and gifts that companies would send to her, hoping that she would wear them on the show. Yeah. And well, no, she didn't get a chance to. Uh-huh. She comes back home and she goes to grab a suitcase that she had packed. And she's like, no, I know I put it right here. And then she starts looking around and like things are just not quite right. And so she panics and she realizes somebody's been in her home. She doesn't know if they're still in there. So she locks herself in the closet and calls 911. Okay, well, I mean, if you can't get out of the house because you're already upstairs, well, that I guess that works. I guess it was so. It was like uh, I don't know, but I feel like she was playing up the victim card quite a bit. Yes, the Adrena like, was me. She's like, my parents helped me pick out this house, and I thought it was safe, and I yeah. just never felt the same in the house again. It's like lock the fucking door. <laughs> but Audrina has security cameras, so she gets that footage to the cops. Now, Nick is monitoring TMZ, and it showed the security footage. And he's like, ah, crap. 
So their faces are everywhere. And Nick's like, oh, we're going to get caught. We're going to get caught. But Alexis, who actually knew Nick, did not see the footage because she was busy manifesting her modeling career. Um, and her mom has gotten a phone call because I guess the mom is acting as a manager, even though she has no experience in that capacity. Yeah. She's doing the best she can to pimp yeah. out her daughters. Yes. And so this producer asked, hey, do you want to do a reality TV show? And at first the mom's like, no, my daughters want to be serious actresses. Bullshit. But then the producer says, oh, but you could teach the law of attraction on TV. Oh, well, that's an awesome idea then. Yes, let's do that. So they start filming a pilot in May of 2009. And it was like a hippie version of the Kardashians. I'm telling you, these girls and their mom could have had a successful TV oh, yeah. show. Like, they fucked themselves over. Because think about it. The Secret ended up becoming a huge phenomenon. And they mm -hmm. would have been right ahead of that, mm -hmm. teaching people about vision boards and all that kind of bullshit. And, and the Kardashians were huge. And that's like three sisters who are all fucking weird. And they, yeah, dude, they they yep. definitely could have. This could have worked. Yeah, if it had, you know, gone more than the one season. Well, it only went the one season because all this shit. Yeah. But we'll get so, there. We'll get there. So Nick and Rachel hit Rachel Bilson because Rachel likes the OC. And um, she had an unlocked window. They actually got pulled over on the way over to Rachel's house. And they, they just played it cool. And then the cop's like, oh, yeah, just don't speed anymore. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, that okay, was another. I this won't. was a very Jeffrey Dahmer-esque mm -hmm. thing. Yep. Especially. Yeah, because like Jeffrey Dahmer got pulled over and he had a dead body in the car and the cops were always poking around his shit and like he never got caught. Same with Nick and Rachel. Nick and Rachel are out fucking high as a kite and uh -huh. drunk and they were like, oh, when you get pulled over, they're like, step one, lean on to the cool. cocaine. They're like, at cool, lean on the cocaine. Pretend you're just nervous and not drunk. But yeah, they get pulled over as they're out just like in stolen cars with stolen property, going to another house to go rob. And the cop just like, hey, kids, slow it down. And they're like, OK, mister. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So they go to Rachel Bilson's house, unlocked window. Same thing. All designer clothes, purses, jewelry. And they also took Rachel's mother's engagement ring because, you know, they're nice that way. Yeah. So uh, Nick the documentary pointed out how it's like, you know, people see celebrities getting robbed. And they're like, fuck them. Like, they can replace all this type of shit. And Insurance. like, well, and just like, they're so famous. Like, they're still like, like with Paris Hilton's house, she, like, they're stealing stuff that Paris didn't even know she had because she's right. got so much shit. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Thieving and robbery is wrong. But I yeah. can see people's point of being like, ah, cry me a river. Like, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. If anything, you're yeah. getting so much press off of this event. Like, <laughs> if anything, you'll probably be better off for it. Um, but there is, there are some things like the mom's engagement ring that's like, oh, well, that is not replaceable. That's, that is something that she's not going to be able to just go get another one of, or some company will just give her another one. Right. So Nick is DMing with Alexis the next day. Now, Alexis says they only partied like five or six times and then they had fun and then they would go home. And Nick said, uh, Okay, so Nick meets up with Alexis and Tess, and he takes them some designer stuff. Now, Nick says Alexis knew exactly where the clothes were coming from. Alexis says she didn't know. So Alexis is wearing Rachel Bilson's stuff. And so did she know? Did she not know? I think she probably did. But she may have been too high to remember. I don't know. Because Alexis then is starting to talk about how she was getting into, like, Oxycontin or something. Mm-hmm. Now, about this time is when they are getting ready to start filming uh, this show. And Tess had brought Nick to the production studio with them because they thought he was an option as a side character, as the gay best friend. And Nick says he just wasn't comfortable enough with himself to be good at what they wanted him to be. So basically, he was boring at the interview and they didn't want him to be on the show. Felt a little and bit sorry for Nick during this part. Yeah, and apparently he gets a little, okay. little bit bitter about that, but not quite yet. Well, because like Alexis was saying that every reality show needs its B and C characters, and he could just be like the gay best friend. Now, Alexis this entire time likes to paint Nick as this guy that she kind of barely knew. And uh -huh. I would like to, and Nick is like, nah, dude, whatever. We were like pretty good friends, and we hung out quite a bit. And I believe Nick for a reason. If you were having your own reality TV show, do you think he'd just call up some random guy you barely know and be like, hey, do you want to be in this TV show with me? No. Maybe I call you bullshit. Just, 
Maybe you just find the best looking person that you know. And if he was the best looking person, you know, you got some ugly friends. But nope, I call bullshit. And then I also call bullshit because at a certain point, Alexis is like looking for a place to stay because yes. her mom is all mad at her. And she goes and stays with Nick for like a week or whatever. And yeah. uh, so that's another reason I call bullshit. You don't just go to stay with some random dude that you like barely knows house. Shut up, dude. You guys were clearly closer friends than you're letting on. Yes. Yeah, so when Alexis is staying with Nick, Nick says that that is when Alexis said she wanted first choice, not Rachel's hand-me-downs. So this is when they go to rob Orlando Bloom. Now, um, Alexis declares that she had no idea whose house they were going to go steal from. She was just kind of high and along for the ride. Yeah. And again, I call bullshit. Fuck off, Lisa. If you showed up at my house and I'm like, yo, dude, I want to go with you to I know you guys rob celebrity houses. I want to go with you. I want to get some of this shit. And then we get in your car and you're driving and I'm in the back. I'm a little fucked up. You don't think I'd ask you whose house we were fucking going to? But would she remember it? I mean, yeah, because I bet you, you talked about it later. It's not like it just happened and then it was never spoken of again. So when she sobered up, I would assume that it was still a topic of conversation. Yes. Yeah. So I don't buy it one fucking bit. So Nick says he did not want Alexis to come along, mainly because he didn't want to split the hall any more than he had to. But Rachel's bringing her friend Diana. So Nick brings Alexis because, you know, you don't want to be the third wheel. He now, felt like he was being replaced a little bit because Rachel yes. was hanging out with new people. And Nick, like Nick couldn't be in the TV show because he wasn't mm -hmm. even sure if he was 100% gay or not at the time. And Nick did Nick just didn't know where he fit in. Poor little yeah. bugger. <laughs> yeah. So they get to Orlando Bloom's house and they walk backwards to obscure their identities on the camera. <laughs> yeah. And once again, a sliding door was unlocked. Unlocked. Lock doors, people. <laughs> How to break into a celebrity house. Step one, figure unlocked. out where they live. Step two, <laughs> just try the fucking door. <laughs> wow. They got 10 Rolex watches and 5,000 in cash in an envelope. But Nick and Rachel didn't want to tell Alexis about the cash because they didn't want to share that with her. Alexis grabbed a Louis Vuitton computer bag. So Andrea says that Alexis called and asked if she could come home because Nick was into something scary. And Nick says, we just felt like sexy bandits or committing sophisticated cat burglaries. And also Orlando Bloom was just Nick's size. It's like, yeah, because Nick, because they're stealing a lot of clothes and they've only been hitting up women's places. And mm -hmm. all the time Nick was pictured in like fancy looking, cl fancy clothes. Uh -huh. And it was like, oh, man, I, I, how is he getting hooked up? And uh, yeah, I guess Orlando Bloom's house is how he got hooked up. Well, I mean, he was also like taking the cash and buying all kinds of crap. That's what I assume, too. Yeah. All right. So Alexis's family needs E to pick up the show because they're broke. If it was picked up, they would get a $50,000 signing bonus and then $100,000 each for the season. Um, so they're, they really need this to go through. And the girls are not taking this opportunity seriously at all. No. They are out no. partying. They okay. said that they went to a party with, and at this party, Cindy Crawford was there and mm -hmm. rapper T.I. And I was like, what? <laughs> Cindy Crawford to the party with T.I.? Yeah. <laughs> Why? And there was a really famous actor. They didn't name which one. They, but, yeah, they but, didn't name who it was. And he was doing a monologue. And yeah. It was just so impactful. She was moved. But the monologue was, like, was in the bathroom. You're going to name drop Cindy Crawford and T.I., but you won't tell us who this other actor was? Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to bet that that means that it was some actor that who no one would even care about. Like, yeah. we're talking a, a tier below Michael Sarah. That would not be famous at all. I know. Yeah. I, dude, I'm 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 about that level actually. I think I'm a tier lower than, than Michael Sarah. Yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have the speeches? Do you have more followers on Twitter than Michael Sarah? I'm gonna doubt it, but we can get there. <laughs> all right, we can find that out. Okay, so next target is Lindsay Lohan because she's always out partying. So Rachel, Diana, and Nick got through the gate. They got uncomfortable because there's no good way out. Her house like backed up to a cliff and they had to boost Diana up to an unlocked window. So you got to lock your windows, even if they're not on the first floor. 
because ladders exist in this world. Yeah. So Diana goes in, unlocks the door. They let them in. They said there was stuff everywhere. It's like a celebrity edition of Hoarders. And, and when also, they, if you're Lindsay Lohan, this is at like the height of her fame. Hire somebody to hang out, and like Ace Guy used to work security. Uh-huh. Hire an Ace Guy for fifteen dollars an hour to hang out at your house and keep an eye on shit. Done. Yeah, he'll sit on the couch and go. <laughs> he'll play PlayStation at your house and make sure that everything's going fine. All right, hire an Ace Guy. It'll be the yep. best thirty dollars a night that you've ever spent. Now, Lindsay had some better security cameras, so the police could tell that it was the same people who had robbed Adrena Patridge. And Nick saw this video, and he panicked. And he took all the stolen goods that were in his house, and he put them in a storage facility near his grandma's house. At this point, Alexis recognizes Nick from the video and calls the police. And her sister even points out, this is stupid. You're just telling on yourself at this point. Alexis is like that's nick i know him she has a tv show that is getting Mm -hmm. it's got a pilot on e and i think Mm -hmm. it had already it hadn't been picked up yet or had it no it hadn't i don't think it had been picked up yet but either way they're a they are really standing on the precipice of having their own reality show and this is at the height of reality tv yeah she could be the next kim kardashian this is before kim kardashian but like she could have been a kim kardashian type but she decides to call the fucking cops and rat out Nick, knowing full well that she is engaged in criminal activity with Nick. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Idiot. So the investigators <laughs> pull up Nick's Facebook page and they're like, oh, yep, that looks like the guy in the video. So they show up at his house with the SWAT team and they call inside the house and they ask him, hey, can you step outside so we can arrest you? And they took him downtown for questioning about just the Lindsay Lohan case. And Nick kind of figures out the cops don't really have anything on him. They don't have any of the stolen goods because he'd already moved them off the premises. The security camera footage was not all that great. I mean, it was like good enough to bring him in for questioning, but not enough to convince a jury. And they didn't have any of the other people in the video. Rachel was already in Vegas and she hadn't been arrested at this point. And they bring in some district attorneys to say that, you know, they had to prove that Nick and company entered the properties with the intent to rob it, not just as fans looking for like a souvenir picture with their chandelier or whatever. Yeah. So Nick's family bails him out and they call a good attorney that they know. But now here's where Nick gets real stupid. This is great. I love this. Nick wanted a hot young lawyer. The image was more important than the qualifications. And he fucking made a great choice on this one because this lawyer, fuck on him. (laughs) This lawyer, fuck on him so hard. You could tell he worked out and he had a nice job. He looks like Gavin Newsom. So just picture Gavin Newsom. That's what he looks like. And I'm like, dude, this is your freedom, not a Tinder profile. Oh, yeah, because his parents knew like a good attorney and they were like, we'll have him represent you. And Nick was like, no, I want a guy who like looks looks attractive and stylish. And I need I need him to pop, baby. Got him. Got to have him pop. Yep. Yep. So at this point, police had only tied him to Lindsay Lohan and the Adrena Patriots burglaries. And Nick thought he was going to get off. And I'm like, well, maybe to pictures of your attorney, but you're not getting off on these charges. So he calls the girls and he tells them, hey, get rid of all your stolen stuff. And Sean, the lawyer, worked out an immunity agreement with the detectives. Did not get it in writing. All verbal agreements. (laughs) Yes. It would require Nick to confess to all the burglaries and rat out everybody else. He didn't want to to turn in all his friends. Because those are his only friends. But the attorney's like, oh, well, this is your best shot at staying out of jail. So like, yeah, the attorney's like, I, I have a yeah. verbal agreement with this. He didn't say it was no, a verbal agreement. He didn't tell him it was a verbal agreement. Yeah, he's like, you'll, you'll basically, you will walk if you turn everybody in and it confess to everything. You'll be out scot-free. So Nick confesses to everything, turns in the dumbass who's about to have her own reality TV show. Yes. <laughs> and because- Nick's fancy pants Gavin Newsom doppelganger lawyer did not get any of this in writing. <laughs> No, we shook hands with the detective who, by the way, wanted to be famous. The detective also wants to be famous. Yeah. Oh, man. We'll get to the detectives in the, yeah, because yeah, oh, that's its own oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. So Tess told Nick that Alexis was the one that turned him in. 
So Nick calls Alexis and reminded her that, hey, you robbed Orlando Bloom's house. And Alexis <laughs> thought she wouldn't get in trouble because she was just there a little bit. You know? What? Yeah. And I, was high. I, d- I didn't even know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you did. Nick's only in trouble for Lindsay Lohan and Adrena Patridge. So I'm cool. They don't know anything about Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Unless so, dumbass decides to sing like a fucking canary. <laughs> so Nick goes to Sean's office, who is the attorney, and he meets with Detective Goodkin. And he confesses and he names names. And he's naming burglaries that the police didn't even know about. They were like, get a pen. <laughs> and they have pro- prosecutors saying, I am shocked because most attorneys will advise their client to shut up and find out what the police actually know and don't confess to anything else. Right. And Nick's like, oh, I skipped out of that office because I'm not going to jail. But I was a little bit sad because I told all my friends. (laughs) So Alexis's pilot gets picked up. And if it was well-received, they get a full series. The premise is going to be three homeschooled sisters who are trying to break into showbiz. Now they're out partying and they've been out till 3 a.m. They take a Xanax because they think they're going to be up at 7 a.m. for makeup. And instead, they get a phone call from a Detective Ramirez just as the production crew has arrived at the house. And so Andrea thinks that it's the producer staging something dramatic for the show. But no, it's the cops with a warrant. Well, except and they, that show ended footage, up that was they show fake. footage of this. But yeah. it, oh, oh, no, it, it gets better. So Andrea is more upset about being embarrassed than she is about her daughters possibly going to jail. So Alexis still had stuff in her house from Rachel Bilson's house. So she and Tess are brought in for questioning. And they show Andrea praying in the kitchen, but it doesn't seem like she wrote a specific affirmation for this. And the producers are just in hog heaven and giggling like, oh, this is going to be great. And so during questioning, Alexis keeps denying everything until the cops tell her, oh, Nick identified you in that security footage. That little fucker. So (laughs) Alexis, Rachel, and Courtney get booked into jail. (laughs) Bastardo. (laughs) So Nick is reading about the arrest. And then the very next article is one about him getting charged with additional burglaries. And he's like, Sean, what is this? And Sean's like, oh, don't worry. You still have immunity. And Nick's like, can I see a copy of the immunity agreement? And Sean's like, yeah, we don't have one. Because, I mean, I shook his hand. He's a good guy. We uh, we have a we have a handshake. (laughs) Yeah. So Sean says immunity deals are normally in writing, but he didn't think he could get one in writing. But he was okay with that because Detective Goodkin said that he would add it to the file as a police report. And the prosecutor says there was never any talk of offering him immunity because I he's got like nine burglary charges here. That's like fifty years in prison. And plus, most attorneys advise their client not to talk to the cops. Sean looks uncomfortable, but still hot. <laughs> and, and so any immunity deal would have to be um, cleared by the prosecutors before it was even offered, right? Yeah. I would think so, because they're the ones that ultimately decide whether charges are going to um, are, are going to go in front of a jury or not. So I'm wondering, is Sean now a programmer at Good Pods? We'll uh, <laughs> Dude, oh, Good Pods. Yeah. So TMZ shows up at Alexis's house and the producers didn't want them there, but Andrea thinks that they're the ones that called the paparazzi. Now, E had not yet committed to continuing the show. So Andrea does the logical thing and brings the paparazzi along when she picks up Alexis from jail. So they got all that footage. I mean, it does make sense. People like to watch a train wreck and that's what's happening. So it's kind of a smart move. So you remember I told you there was footage of the cops showing up and everything? Right. The very next day after they get Alexis out of jail, the producers have them recreate that moment so they can film it. Right. So like when we saw it a second day. ago, it was fake. Yeah. Now, oh my God, Alexis, why are the cops here? Oh no, you're on drugs. <laughs> that that was the whole vibe. Yeah. So Andrea says everybody was good with uh, filming it. Andrea and her sister say otherwise. But this is just what E needs for them to green light the rest of the season. Right. E was like, Yahtzee. Yeah. So now they have to connect this bling ring to the burglaries. And these people were smart enough to post pictures of themselves on social media, at parties, wearing the stolen goods. 
Yeah. So that was pretty easy when you're wearing Orlando Bloom's hat and you have Orlando Bloom's watch and that picture's on your fucking MySpace profile picture. Nick is calling TMZ to tell them to where he is so they can come take a picture of him wearing Orlando Bloom's hat and wristwatch. Yeah. Bold strategy. Yeah. But uh, he really wants to be famous. And we do live in a world where you could maybe get famous off of being the asshole who cat burgled celebrities. Maybe I was so, listening to a podcast just the other day that had like a mafia like hitman and he like what he narked on the mafia family and all that kind of stuff. So he was at he got his immunity written in writing uh-huh. <laughs> and he now he's got a podcast. Now he's got a book deal. Now he's got a movie in production, all that kind of stuff. And he's just like, yeah, so I killed probably 25 different people. It's like, <laughs> wow. And you got a podcast, huh? Neat. And I bet you he has a bodyguard. <laughs> Probably. And, and I bet you he locks his I bet, doors. I was going to say, I bet he locks his doors too. So the producers are going to make the whole going to trial the framework for the whole season. So it's like Alexis trying on sunglasses. Like, do you think the paparazzi will know it's me if I wear this? Oh, this hat is so cute. It'll look so great in the courtroom. And then they're now, like, Alexis, why would you wear a hat in the courtroom? It's like 80 degrees out, and even I'm hot and I'm bald. Yes, because Alexis had two attorneys, Susan and Jeff. Susan did not want and her to have course, a reality TV there's show. There's another fuckhead in another documentary by the name of Jeff. Oh, the streak continues. <laughs> Jeff is a fat, bald man who also wants to be famous. Oh, I thought that this could be interesting. So they're, they like film scenes of him telling Alexis what she can and cannot wear to court. And he's just hamming it up. And the producers request to have the courtroom mic'd up for the preliminary hearing. Um, so Alexis's attorneys say that they won't be making any public comments. But Nick's attorney was all over the place trying to create public sympathy. It's like, well, we want to reward someone who comes clean. So Alexis's attorneys are like, okay, well, I mean, we haven't even picked a jury yet. So we need to start swaying public opinion. So Jeff suggests an article in Vanity Fair and they actually filmed the interview for the show. And she talks about liking Louboutin and YSL. And the prosecutor is like, I am very surprised that her attorneys allowed this. Right. So he gets an she's just admitting copy. to all sorts of shit. <laughs> he gets a copy of the Vanity Fair issue and they show it to the producers and the producers are like, Oh, they aren't going to like this. Yeah, they made Alexis look like a a dick. Yes. So the title is called The Suspects Wore Louboutins. And they filmed Alexis reading the article. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm in Vanity Fair. And then she reads the little subtitle. The most audacious burglary gang in recent Hollywood history accused of stealing more than $3 million in jewelry and in clothing from Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, and other stars, appears to be a bunch of club-hopping valley kids motivated by vanity and celebrity worship by Nancy Jo Sales. Yeah. And the article says, Alexis wore six-inch Louboutins to court, which Alexis thinks portrays her as a spoiled brat. And so on the show, she's like, I wasn't wearing Louboutins! I was wearing little brown kitten heels, you bitch! <laughs> yeah. They yeah, had so her she, like calling Vanity Fair. Yeah. Like, why did you make me look so bad? I'm very disappointed in the article that you wrote about. I me. trusted you. Now again, the this is obnoxious. You're a liar! This is obnoxious, annoying, but uh, this is exactly what people who love reality TV they fucking love this stuff. Yes. You calling up some editor at some magazine and bitching them out and getting all dramatic. This is great. The producers they show them laughing. They're like, "Oh, that was a great scene." Oh, the producers are fucking evil. Now they are hilarious. I like them a lot, but they are evil. They're like this family's fucking wa-. like this. This yeah. is a train wreck piece of shit family, and we are going to make money off of them. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Sean the bad lawyer says that Nick was jealous Sean that Alexis <laughs> was jealous that Alexis's show had gone in production without him. I'm like, well, this wasn't a surprise. You were boring at the original interview. You knew that they were going to do this. So, but Nick now they're starts- intertwined together, though. So it does yes. make a lot of sense that he'd be involved. Yeah. So Nick starts going on network TV for interviews without notifying Sean, 
And ABC actually paid him enough for an interview that he could hire a different attorney. And I don't blame him one bit. Yeah, he hired attorneys that like, you know, get signatures on yes. immunity agreements. Yes, those kinds of minor details. <laughs> so as the trial approaches, Alexis's mental health is not doing so great. And her heroin addiction was getting worse. There is absolutely no way that those two things are related. Nah. So the show can't come right out and say that Alexis was on drugs because E would cancel that. So they staged a scene for Andrea to find prescription drugs and then have a confrontation. It's like because if it's prescription or something, it's yeah. okay. Yes, that's classy. Heroin is trashy. Heroin trashy. Prescription pills. Now that's bougie. Ooh, yeah. And the producers had the attorney film a scene saying, oh, well, I mean, things are looking good and we've got some new information. So you might actually get off on all these charges. And she looks so hopeful. They didn't tell her that this was a fake scene. Yeah, they were just yeah. filming that for the cameras, apparently. So that was just a bunch yeah. of just fucking with this poor girl. And Jeff looks really sad about this. He regrets He's like, that. Yeah, that was fucked up. It's like, yeah. oh, you guys are such, you're all dicks. And then they find out that um, Orlando Bloom planned to testify against Alexis. That's as, bad, like, because if a jury that. sees Orlando Bloom, yeah, they're going to be gonna like, I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a charmer, that one. So Alexis gets offered a plea deal of six months in county jail. And Jeff starts talking about, oh, you know, it's every lawyer's fantasy that, you know, truth and justice will win the way and that we would just reveal the detectives to be liars and the client be found not guilty. And his partner is giving him some serious side eye during this. I don't think she has that particular fantasy or at least she's not stupid enough to talk about it on a Netflix documentary. Yeah. So Alexis enters a no contest plea to one count of burglary. She gets three years of formal probation, 180 days in county jail and restitution. I think she ends up serving like 30 something days of that county jail sentence. Yeah. So not Nick, so bad. Nick hires this new attorney. His name is Marcus. He's now an inventor. And also Marcus was not young and hot. That is important to know. So Marcus was also attorney, painted by the documentary to be like the voice of reason because he yes. did a whole thing at the end of like everybody in this whole thing just wanted to be famous. And mm -hmm. it's not good to just like you need to if you're a star, it should be because you've done something or you're good at something or you can't just be, be and then like he's like maybe even i'm chasing fame for even agreeing to do this and it was like oh wow dude that was super based super based dude like blows my mind oh whoa so the da offers nick two years for his cooperation against the remaining defendants yeah. and nick's like okay i'll do that but wait sophia coppola had already started filming the movie The Bling Ring, starring Emma Watson. And what is up with Emma Watson's career? She was in all the Harry Potter movies, and uh -huh. she is, like, doing this movie. What? I am guessing that she wanted to work with Sofia Coppola. I've never even heard I mean, of this did... movie or Sofia Coppola. I don't know. Now, oh, oh they talk about uh, Nick and Adrena... Or not, not Adrena, Nick and Alexis are talking about um, that the movie made it seem like Alexis was in charge of the whole thing. And Nick's like, no. And also, like, they should have gotten a better actor to play me. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, maybe a young Tom Cruise? First of all, dummy, one, no. you don't look anything like a young Tom Cruise, first no. of all. Secondly, Tom Cruise ain't signing on to do this piece of shit. And thirdly, <laughs> what does it even matter? It Like, if the person playing you looks like you doesn't even matter for this story it yeah. is the story that is interesting not they changed you his name so it's not like anybody's gonna know i know when he was like that was just i don't know it was so peculiar when he was like that's not you like the actor didn't even look like me it's like it doesn't fucking matter no i think they should have hired orlando bloom and Lindsay lohan to that have been fucking hilarious <laughs> And Paris so, Hilton is in there too. <laughs> well, they actually filmed it in her house. Yeah, they filmed the movie in Paris's yeah. house. Okay, so Sophia Coppola is already filming the bling ring before this thing has even gone to trial. And guess who's working as a paid consultant on the movie? The prosecutor. No, no detective. detective Goodkin. That's right, Detective Goodkin. That's yes, right. the the lead investigator. And so somebody calls up the prosecutor and is like, "Do you know this?" And they're like no we did not 
not. Yeah, that kind of makes your case a little bit less valid when your lead investigator is in the movie. Yeah. So Nick ends up pleading no contest to burglarizing the homes of Lindsay Lohan and Adrena Patridge. He gets two years in state prison, but he only really served one year in county jail because of overcrowding. Um, Okay, so Diana Tamayo pled no contest to the burglary of Lindsay Lohan's home. Three years probation, 60 days community service. Rachel Lee pled no contest to the burglary of Adrena Patridge's home. Sentenced to four years in state prison. Did not participate in the docuseries. Roy Lopez. Yeah, sounds now, like Rachel got hit hard. He is the one. Roy is the one who allegedly cleaned out Paris Hilton's safe. Yeah. Pled no contest to receiving stolen property and got three years probation. Wild. Yeah. Rachel Courtney got, Ames. Rachel got hit hard on this one. She did four years. Yeah. Courtney Ames pled no contest to receiving stolen property, received three years probation and 60 days community service. I just wonder why Rachel got hit so hard and Nick didn't. I am guessing that he made her out to be the actual ringleader in court. I don't know. I guess the way he tells it, that tracks. But yeah, because he did like a year in jail, not prison. Not not prison, jail. Jail. Yeah. And she did four years in prison. Well, that's what she was sentenced to. I don't know how much she actually served. Probably half of that. Good behavior, usually. Are you still there? Oh, God damn it, Lisa. Oh, God damn it. We were almost done. Her phone went black, and now we got to see if she drops off or not. Oh, if she drops off, I'm going to be furious. So let's see if we can wrap this up. So, yeah, that's the Hollywood bling ring, basically. So, uh, hey, don't don't go steal from people.